Voiceover Coffee Shop, episode number 43. Welcome to the Voiceover Coffee Shop, where we share our morning with some of the finest names in voiceover. And now, here's your host, voice actor Andrew Morrison. Hi there, my name is Andrew Morrison, and welcome to the Voiceover Coffee Shop where we start our day with some of the finest names in voiceover. If you'd like to know more about me, feel free to check out my personal website at www.andrewdmorrison.com. If you've been enjoying the show so far, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. I would greatly appreciate it, and you'll get regular updates on when the shows are coming out. In this episode, we have my dearest friend, Laura Welsh. Laura is a professional and full-time voice actor with a BA in performing arts. She has backgrounds as a radio DJ, an audiobook narrator, a stage actor, and additional experience in audio engineering. So she's a pretty well-rounded voiceover artist. Using her natural gifts, predominantly her voice and mastery of expressing it, she infuses life into the written word. Some of her work includes commercials, TV, radio, trailers, narration, audiobooks, gaming, animation films and series, training videos, explainer videos, podcasts, telephone systems, and voiceovers for business presentations, just to name a few. In this episode, we're going to go over things like staying relevant on Fiverr, building client relationships, accents and pronunciation, and making your studio your home. Hi, Laura. Hi. How are you doing? It is a hot day in Southern California because it's February. Uh, <laughs> how are you doing? I'm good. I'm great. So how do you take your coffee? There's contention involved in this. Okay. I usually take it black with oat milk lately. Okay. I have a sweet tooth, so every now and then I will go to Starbucks and get like a caramel macchiato, <laughs> but then mm -hmm. I regret it later because I'm lactose intolerant <laughs> and the sugar high is insane. But yeah, uh, oat milk is the way to go of late. I used to do almond oat milk, but really now good. I'm doing oat milk. Oat milk's really good. Oat milk makes a good latte. I will agree. That was the most loud swallow I've ever made in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your origin story into the voice over what realm? How did you cut your teeth into this industry? Well, when I was a young whippersnapper, um, I actually blame my father. He used you to read blame the, him. Blame him. You blame <laughs> him. He is <laughs> responsible for this whole debacle. Um, he used to read Winnie the Pooh to me when I was a baby, okay. with all the voices. Mm -hmm. And then, as I was getting older and I was having trouble sleeping, uh, they would buy me audiobooks on tape. And I used to listen to Hank the Cowdog to go to sleep at night. That's awesome. Yeah. And ever since then, it's kind of been hovering in the back of my mind. You know, I was a kid, you're like, oh, I'm going to be a marine biologist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going to study whales. Uh, and then you have all these other intentions. But it all kind of circles back when you're a performer, too. But I want to do all those things. And being able to act and create a character who has that kind of background, you kind of, like, pick up all of that random information and can put it towards something and then you can try something else the next day so that's the backstory <laughs> so you have a you've got a ba in uh, performing arts right yes so how did that lead from on stage performance into 
audio performance. Was there like a segue there or? Uh, well, my college didn't, most don't, have a, a voice acting sec mm. department. <laughs> um, it's not really a thing. At least it does definitely wasn't back when I was in college. And so when I was going about pursuing my degree, I was also tinkering with getting the BFA in musical theater. And I was really interested in minoring and some kind of tech stuff. A lot of my tech teachers were really like, you should get into the tech. And I was like, but I just want to perform. That's really what I want to do. And I had an advisor at one point who said, Laura, your voice is really what engages people when you're performing. Your physicality and stage presence, that's not your strong suit. <laughs> he was honest. And so I said, okay. He's like, but I did voice acting, you know, for a long time. He used to live in Florida back when anime dubbing was kind of centralized there, oddly enough. And that was decades ago. He said, you should look into this because anime dubbing is like you have the voice for that kind of thing. And so I said, you know, okay. So that's the, the rabbit hole I decided to jump down headfirst. Gotcha. Uh, and yeah, luckily my advisors helped me through the process because the BA in theater was parallel to but not associated closely enough to, to benefit fully you know mm -hmm. so I really had to like take this square peg and jam it in the circular hole right. by way of trial and error because right. so it was so it was changing the dynamic of voice acting was changing so much when I graduated because it was really starting to pick up with online stuff you didn't mm -hmm. have to go into a studio to audition with a partner anymore and that's how it used to be. So what were you doing before voiceover? Um, well, after college, I moved straight to Atlanta mm -hmm. and had to make the bills, pay the bills. <laughs> so I started in restaurants because that's what actors do. <laughs> and okay. I worked as a server at a few different restaurants and, you know, 2.13 an hour plus tips. Uh, it, it was exhausting. I also worked at a doggy daycare for a, for a small period of time. Um, loved that job. Adore dogs. And as I was doing that, I was trying to simultaneously audition and keep taking workshops and put together a demo reel and all that other stuff that helps you get, in, get into the biz. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So it was student straight into, you know, struggling actor. <laughs> So what was that transition where, where you finally were able to say, hey, I can embark on this full time? That came in 2018. I was okay. very, very, like, I, I never took a break from when I started doing, like, the the gig sales back in mm -hmm. 2015. Gig sales. Until, yeah, so gig working for voice actors, like, there are so many different, like, sites that offer that now. Mm-hmm. But back then, Fiverr was the most dependable. Mm. And it had a really well-laid-out website. I know it gets a bad rap, but depending upon whether or not you're willing to really commit to perfecting your gig and being honest as a salesperson about what your worth is and, you know, not not willing to sacrifice in order to make your customers feel comfortable you know because you get customers from all around the world mm -hmm. and some of them just aren't willing to pay what you're charging and then you say I'm, I'm sorry but you're gonna have to find somebody else so anyway 
Fiverr platformed me into a comfortable place as far as voice acting. I was doing it every day. I was getting recordings. I was delivering files. And it was the transition. Like, I was originally starting in my closet with, you know, the, the appropriate padding and USB mm -hmm. mic because everybody starts somewhere. And if people were willing to pay for it, I was willing to deliver the product. And now I'm in a professional sound booth with better equipment. And it was it was a, it was a few years. Um, when we moved to California, that was really what helped me because I was able to commit more of my time to focusing on the voice acting. Why'd you end up going to California? Hubby and I made a Venn diagram of like requirements, <laughs> like warmer weather, preferably no snow, um, political preferences. Uh, if we eventually have children, we want a good educational structure for them, uh, mm -hmm. freedom to perform and do what I want to do with the appropriate pay and support structure, unions, that kind of thing. And for him, he is an options trader, but he also does natural medicine. And so he wanted a place where he was comfortable doing that without feeling pressured one way or the other. Uh, and Temecula, right in the middle. <laughs> fit, gotcha. fit all of the points, unless we moved out of the country. Awesome. And has being in L L.A. affected your voiceover at all? Have you booked more in actual L.A. studios, or is your work still all remote? It's mostly remote, but mm -hmm. I have... I think because I'm local enough that I have availability, there is more interest. Okay. Um, I do work, well, a lot of this is because of the COVID situation. Um, I work remotely mostly, almost entirely, mm -hmm. but I have the availability to go into a studio if need be, and I have affiliated studios if I need to go there. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Yeah. Not awesome. that I like driving around L.A. <laughs> so where does the bulk of your work come from now are, are you signed by any agencies does it all come from direct marketing does most of it come from fiverr what, what is your what does your work process look like i'm submitting to agencies constantly <laughs> the more the better i don't currently have an active one for a while i was represented but in back in atlanta but the owner of that agency got absorbed into another that's not quite an agency it's more of like a managerial um mm. company ACM mm -hmm. and so that didn't work well as far as bec because I was moving and auditions were still so local at that time to Georgia and I was like I can't go into a studio in Georgia right. and if you don't want to hire me remotely from an LA studio then I, I, I apologize I'm not going to submit for this audition right. uh, but let's see most of my work is coming from people that I came across or they came across my profile or website there is still a lot of fiber work that's kind of like the, the that fills in the gaps mm -hmm. but i do ivrs for an on hold marketing company mm -hmm. um i have a couple other like uh phone messaging things that i do for like uh property management companies so if you live anywhere where my property management company <laughs> manages you're gonna hear my voice when you try to call maintenance um <laughs> apologies I know it's stressful. Uh, and uh, then I do audiobooks because that's more of a labor of love for me. I really love doing them, but it's time consuming. They're and, very intensive. Yeah. And I mean, I want the authors to get the most amount of money as possible out of that. Mm -hmm. So royalty share is 
painful to negotiate because it's like yeah it's 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 really great that I want money out of this project but I also don't want the authors to be making like less than 50% of that royalty share and what can you do uh and recently I've been doing dubs. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the most recent thing. Um I've been doing some ADR work for foreign film and television cuz that's picking up and I'm so excited it is. That's exciting. That's awesome. Yeah. I love watching things in subtitle <laughs> personally. I feel like I get more of a feel for what the character is authentically <laughs> compared to what dubs do. Um but as dubs are getting better, thank God for Netflix's dubbing department. Um I'm more willing to try watching dubs because <laughs> for a while there I was like, well, I can't do this. <laughs> Especially because, excuse me, anybody at Netflix, please change the subtitles to match the dub script. Because I cannot read subtitles that were written as a translation from the original while the dub is saying something completely different. It makes my brain explode. <laughs> so just putting that out there. So what is... um. How are you, if you're getting a lot of your work from Fiverr, how are you staying on top of of making sure that you get continuous work? I know you probably have a list of clients that, that just continually order from you because they're familiar with you, they've worked with you, they love working with you. Yeah. Uh, how are you going about getting new clients through Fiverr? Fiverr's metrics always change. They, they're constantly trying to change their algorithm. Mm -hmm. And... I think it's about staying on top of your gig. And if you notice a little bit of a fall off, tweak something in your gig profile, because I swear that that like engages the system to like recognize you as like a new something changed. And mm -hmm. then they'll kind of bump you a little further along in the search results for a little bit. Uh, it's your job to make sure you keep delivering good quality work, of course. Um, and then they'll keep your search results positive. But I, I truly think it's about Knowing your limits, setting your number of orders you can do at a time so that you can deliver quality work, pricing it properly, having everything laid out on your gig page so that nobody misunderstands what you do. Mm -hmm. I do have people ask me for videos on a regular basis, and I go, I don't do videos. <laughs> I just do the voices behind them. Right. Um, and they, they have a bunch of, like, pay for extra services stuff. As far as the seller is concerned, like you can pay to have like a special support member check your like uh, what are those words for uh, the, the 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 tags to make sure that your your tags are what's most searched or something like that. But I personally think that you can do that work yourself. So it to me it's it's an extra expense that you don't need to do. But if people aren't that experienced. With that kind of thing, by all means, utilize the resource if that's what you need to do. Gotcha. So, what does your day generally look like from from wake up to record to to, to what is what is your what did your workflow used to look like versus what it looks like now? <laughs> okay. How so was when it I was, so when I was in the restaurant industry and I was working like nights at the uh, at the at the winery or something like that. I would, you know, get out of work sometimes at 1 or 2 in the morning, crash mm -hmm. at 4 a.m., wake up at, like, noon or maybe 2 if I was really tired, uh, then have just enough time to get ready for work again at 4, 
and do that all again. And some point in that day, usually at the end of my shift, I would like jam all of my voices overs in right at the end of the night and try to shoot out auditions if I fit, you know, if I ma managed to make it under the the delivery time frame. Mm -hmm. um, so that was hectic and squirrely, and I don't recommend it. <laughs> but for anybody who's, you know, working multiple jobs and trying to do the, to pursue the dream, you got to do what you got to do. Right. So you got to fit it in. And, you know, I think it took me a couple years from going full-time voiceover to come down from that, like, exhaustion cycle. Mm-hmm. And I'm still on my health journey because of that, because, you know, I got two bunions because of restaurant work, my knees are shot. I used to work as a bartender and I was at like a 45 degree angle all the time. And it was like, you know, I would come home from work and try to sit down and then stand back up and I couldn't because like my hips seized up. Mm -hmm. So this job's a lot better for my health. Um, <laughs> but on a typical day, I don't usually take days off, even though I should. And every now and then my husband's like, today's your day off. And then I have to contact everybody and be like, I'm sorry, I have unexpected delays. I will get this to you as quickly as possible. Um, but it's like, I get up at eight-ish. So I'm not like an early, early bird, but I try to get up eight-ish. Mm -hmm. uh, start my coffee, answer all of my emails, kind of format how long my day needs to be. Then by 10, I'm in the studio. Mm-hmm looking over what I have to deliver, doing some character background research, listening to some pronunciations, because that's fun. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> I'm going to make a TikTok pretty soon about like words that people hate to pronounce because they're scared. Whoever hears it is going to correct them. Add amygdala to that, just based off of my oh, session amygdala. earlier today. <laughs> That's great. I did a lot of medical stuff this morning. So. Oh, yeah, you have some fun ones, I'm sure. Um, yeah, my favorite one lately is niche. Niche? People argue with me about niche all the time. Why? Because it's an either or. But if they're pretty determined about... Some people say niche. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so if it's, if, it, if it's like, no, this is how we always say it, then I have to do it their way. But right. like my automatic when I'm reading a script, I'm going to say niche. And I'm mm. going to say gala. And I'm going to say February, even though everybody says February. I'm sorry. <laughs> I grew up that way. Right. I also, um, this is a great story. I used to read obsessively in high school and middle school. I was mm -hmm. a very lonely child and I read a lot. So um, I came across a lot of fantasy books where words were written where I'd never heard them spoken aloud. And one day in English class, I was talking about, like, this character who'd, who'd been, you know, chopped off down below. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, now that he's an Enwich. And everybody looked at me. And I was like, you know, castrated. And they were like, what did you say? I said, Enwich. Very determinedly. <laughs> and they're like, Laura, it's pronounced eunuch. And I went, <laughs> Hooked on phonics did me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, so I, we segued. Um, <laughs> back to the point of my day. Uh, I might get distracted throughout my day because I'll like read something really interesting in a voiceover article or like get like an idea or 
be like, oh, I did this commercial a few months back. I wonder if it's online somewhere where I can, like, you know, pull it from my portfolio. And then down the rabbit hole, like, oh. But I get all my work done by, like, 6. Okay. Usually there's a lunch break if there isn't, which sometimes it happens. Yeah. Uh, I try to eat at some point throughout the day. Right. <laughs> and then the evening, it's all what I like to call uh, professional research. So I'll either be on the Discord group where we're all members and doing like practice sessions or things like that, or I'll be watching an anime or a TV show, either subtitled or dubbed, or I uh, listen to a couple audiobooks with specific accents I'm trying to really hone in on. That's kind of like my goal for 2020 is get better at accents, because when I do an accent, it likes to travel across the globe very slowly. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, we started in Canada, but now we're in Ireland, and suddenly we're in India. Why not? Um, why not, indeed? <laughs> why not? <laughs> <laughs> because people don't talk like that, Laura. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the amount of things that I can write off on my taxes, <laughs> because I'm a voice actor. It's quite lovely, now that it's full-time. Right. Gotcha. <sighs> <laughs> you okay? Yeah, I just talked a lot, sorry. <laughs> no worries. So what is something that you've taken with it, with you, whether it's an item in your booth, or a trick, or, or just something that's absolutely indispensable to you? This is my mascot. <laughs> Is it got knitted for me by a seller on Fiverr, mm -hmm. and I love it to death. I squeeze it when I'm stressed. Right. I use it to talk to when I'm doing, like, a character who has, like, a dialogue. So it's, um, it's my constant companion. And I have a few, like, autographed things from when I started out in the industry and went to Dragon Con and gushed all over uh, voice actors of various fame and fortune and uh made a complete ass of myself um and i i will move those with me to any studio i go into i honestly would consider bringing them with me when i'm doing like when i come in, into a studio like a professional studio i'm like can i bring some of my paraphernalia to make me feel more comfortable because everybody gets nerves you know and whatever you right. need to do to get rid of those nerves do it the, you, you've already booked the job at that point, right? Right. It's your time. It's not like you're, you're, you're taking over their time. There is a little bit of that. But take, treat it like it's your time. <laughs> mm -hmm. So if you were to go back to your, like, write a letter back to yourself back when you were working at restaurants, from now Laura to previous Laura, what would that letter say? Um, alcohol is not a treatment. Um, I used to drink a lot to de-stress, and I think that I really did myself some damage, both psychologically and physically, um, because I was super stressed, and I really should have just worked less than try to self-medicate with alcohol. I know that is a very... <laughs> non-voiceover related message but no worries um that's what i would tell myself yeah don't don't drink gotcha. it, it doesn't it doesn't look good on you all right 
And what is the story behind your mascot, the the penguin with the with the headphones on? I'm curious. So we had a thing at Echo during lineup every day, which was we would do the golden shining moment. Maybe it wasn't every day, but it was like, what's a special highlight for your week that you want to share with everybody? Mm-hmm. And we'd do random other types of like family building exercises. And at one point we decided to give each other or like de- decide whose spirit animals were whose. Mm-hmm. And so we all decided I was a penguin. My spirit animal was a penguin. Because <laughs> I'm physically awkward until I'm not. And then I like, <laughs> and, and, and yeah, I'm adorable. I, I, I'd like to think that I'm adorable, um, which penguins are as well. Uh, and so after that, I when I was creating my branding for my gig page and for my website, I wanted to have a mascot. I wanted to kind of have a unique thing that stood me out from others. And so I made a penguin. I drew it based on something I'd found online and then added headphones to it. And that was that. That was my first business card, too. <laughs> I put it on my business card. That's awesome. Yeah. I also like seals and otters, but I've recently discovered that they're vicious. <laughs> and they do things to, to birds that I don't really approve of. So They are predators. Yeah. It, not only that. Oh, l- let me tell you later about what seals do to birds <laughs> during mating season. Um, not appropriate for podcast discussion, but yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, Laura. This is awesome. <laughs> oh, no, we're going to end on that note. Great. Oh, no, we can keep going. We can no, keep it's going. Okay. <laughs> I really hope you enjoyed listening to Laura talk about her experience in the voiceover industry and how she's learned different lessons that not only affected her voiceover career, but improving her life outside of the booth as well. If you'd like to know more about Laura, you can visit her website at voiceoflaurakwelsh.com. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the VoiceOver Coffee Shop. For more information on guests, new episodes, and more, be sure to visit www.vocoffeeshop.com.